House of Bob is sponsored by Legend 7 Brewing. Based in our hometown of Calgary, Alberta, these guys do a ton to keep us online and keep beers in our fridge. Thanks for listening. Last time on House of Annihilation. At every turn, it seems like the Red Wizards of Thay have beat the crew of the High Havoc to the punch, clearing the shrines of the trickster gods of their precious puzzle cubes. With the fate of the world at stake and a grudge to be settled, the crew runs headlong into the waiting arms of Kozef, Master of Necromancy. Will the exhausted and weakened crew be forced to surrender the artifacts, or will they risk it all in attempt for revenge? I'm Dan. I'll be playing Liani Liana Servana, the Elf Beastmaster. Hi, I'm Jake. I'm playing as Cranston Thorne, the Half-Elf Bard. My name's Alex, and I'll be playing as Horik Jones, the Human Fighter. I'm Christina, and I'm playing Douglas, the Ganassi Evoker. And I'm Sean, your Dungeon Master. If you like what you hear, you can support House of Bob and help us grow by reviewing us on iTunes, buying merch from our Etsy store, or even just telling your friends about us. Roll on! You guys are on the Great East Highway of Omu, face-to-face with Kozef Horklaw. Hmm. And he has asked you, I think perhaps you should give me the puzzle cubes. It looks like someone else got there first. It was already missing. Uh, yes, that was me. Then why did you ask for it? Because you have the rest. No, we don't. I don't believe you. Oh, nice to see you, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Hi, how are you? I think I said greetings last episode. (laughs) Well, this is a recap, so... (laughs) So, hello! How are you, my friends? Yeah. Hi, Kosef. Good to see you. Kosef, let's just be honest with each other here. What do you want the Soulmonger for? Why are you here? Really, it is not going to be going to me. It's going to my bosses. It is an artifact of incredible necromantic energy and... You know, we uh, want to prolong our lives to do better for the world and contribute our intelligence and legacy. This is uh, going to hopefully allow us to pursue that endeavor. At the expense of everybody who's been affected by it, by the curse. And the fact that nobody will ever be able to have offspring again. Is that really important when you have uh, ultimate power and undead legions to do your bidding? I don't think so. I'm convinced. (laughs) I join him. (laughs) If he wants to live forever, stab him right now. He has to destroy the soulmonger because that's why nobody can live forever anymore. Yeah. This is a plot hole that Kosef isn't aware of. He's undead. Mm. He's more like lich based. Yes, my masters play by different rules. And there are realms of existence beyond this one that once we have that power, we can control. How many skeleton friends does he have? He's got four with him. I think we should avoid conflict now. Yeah. We're going to have to fight him yeah. eventually. And this I is think, obviously in telepathic messages that yes, I'm sending to my friends. Yes, I think that we should roleplay this out. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are having a very rude secret meeting right in front of me. All right, we just start giving each other knowing looks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I nod. You guys dizzy. <laughs> Cranston steps forward a little bit. Kosef, your mission is unacceptable to us. Uh, <laughs> naturally. Yes. Uh, and as I imagine, we are unacceptable to you or whatever. Um, I didn't word that very well, but you know what I mean. Yeah, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, we're not giving you the cubes. I assume that means you're going to try to kill us for them, right? You know, there are many traps in these shrines. And obviously, we both want the same thing. We want to have all of them. 
So if you do some, and I do some, I do not see any reason we cannot come to an arrangement. How many do you have, Kosef? I have enough to make it interesting. I'll tell you exactly (laughs) how many we have if you tell us how many you have. All right, I'll be honest. I have five. That's pretty good. I'll be honest with you, Kosef. That means there's one more. So it seems that I have already done a majority of the work getting a five. With one more remaining, I think perhaps we make a deal. The tomb of the nine gods will not open without all nine. There is one left, currently situated in the temple of Nang Nang, to the north of the royal palace. If you retrieve this cube, we will enter the temple together. Okay. And then what? One of us is bound to die there. The tomb will be dangerous. We all have a common goal of getting to the end, getting to the soulmonger. Mm -hmm. If we work together, one of us has a shot. I ask him if any of the rest of his expedition are still here. Uh, They may be hanging about somewhere. I do not know right now. I mean, there's Orvex right there beside you. He's our friend now. (laughs) Isn't that right? I pat him on the back. Uh, It is not friendly to be exclusive. (laughs) All right. We'll put Orvex in the middle. See which one he goes to. I put bacon in my pocket, though. (laughs) I have a scroll of some old Omuian language that I'm waving in front. (laughs) He's panting. (laughs) I can almost read it from here. (laughs) (laughs) If only I had my binoculars. Then I wouldn't have to choose. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Okay. I actually think that's a fine proposal. What about you guys? Sure. Let's go camp out at whatever that The guy, shrine? Yeah. What's that guy's name again? They're the shrine? Do you want the new Nang-Nang. shrine? No. Nang-Nang. Nang-Nang. We've got to go to Nang Nang's shrine. Nang Nang's the frog or the grung. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. So we got- We got an edge on this one. Yeah. We've been him. Her. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't her. <laughs> yeah. Cranson? Hmm. I think it doesn't hurt to have more people for the final temple, basically. Some people who could fall off a ledge <laughs> for us. Yeah, dog. You guys could, are in the rugby scrum now. Yeah, like, yeah. Whispering <laughs> to each other. You know, a dog who can probably smell trouble. I mean, fighting him later is better than fighting him now, but. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, let's wait till we level up again. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we could, you know, he seems like a reasonable guy. Maybe he'll just, you know, come around. Fine. Kosef. We'll retrieve the puzzle cube from the Temple of Nang Nang, and we'll meet you at the obelisk in a couple days' time. This sounds very good to me, and I wish you the best of luck. Okay, so, you guys are good with the deal? Sure. Uh, Yeah. I say I am. (laughs) Douglas says it's reasonable. Makes sense to work together? Before we part ways, uh, shall we shake hands? No, he proffers a hand to you guys. What's it look like? It looks like a normal human hand. All right, Town, shake his hand. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys kind of just give him the cold shoulder there? Kosef, no, I don't I... trust you farther than I can throw you. I but... shake his hand. Horikoff oh, is in Douglas, the elbow. No! I'm going to do it. It's a wizard's code. <laughs> well, <laughs> no such thing. Yeah, you'll you'll get you some spell on you and he'll feel clammy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're, you're the clammy one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you do that thing where you like stick your middle finger and like rub his palm. <laughs> Gross. I don't know this thing. Do like thing. a Trump power handshake on Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pull him in. I and... thought I was the good guy. <laughs> now you're telling me I'm a bad guy. Okay, so yeah, uh, Kozef shakes Douglas's hand. Uh, it is uh, a normal, amicable, firm handshake. From him? 
Yeah. Mine is very fish-like. It's like a dead fish. Yeah. (laughs) It's really limp. It's really... He's trying, but he just can't get a good grip. Mine is really limp and wet. We'll be seeing you, Kosef. With that, he travels off to the west, passing past you guys and towards that bridge that you had to cross over the river. Once he's out of earshot, Douglas, please scan yourself for magical tracers and diseases and various horrific magical traps that he has obviously laid on you. <laughs> okay. Do I have... Do you have detect magic? Uh, I don't. It doesn't look like I have detect okay. magic. So you so. cannot detect magic. I feel fine. Do I feel fine? You feel like you're at six hit points. <laughs> I don't feel fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nap time. Yeah. Let's go find a place to sleep. You guys did just clear Wongo Shrine, or you could make your way back to where you were originally camped out, or... It's fine. The shrine is fine. Yeah, Yeah, the shrine is a little safer, I think. Okay, cool. So you head back to Wongo Shrine. Oh, did the guide stay with us? Orvex, yeah. Cool. Yeah, he is our friend. Yeah, he's totally with us. You'll need my help in order to decipher the puzzle at the next shrine, so I'll stay with you. I thought they were getting the next shrine. No, no, we are. Oh my God. Attention at all today. Let me tell him to go get the shrine. <laughs> Leanne was smoking some reefer. When you guys were Literally, he said he did most of the work, so we have to do the next uh, one. Good luck with that shrine, big guy. <laughs> yeah, so I was like totally cool. Like, wow. <laughs> what a great deal. Yeah, he's already got five, so he knows how to do it. We know how to do it. We've done two, and you've almost died like twice. Well, that's all normal, okay? <laughs> At this point, Douglas has almost died a bunch of times. Orvex, what do you make of uh, Kosef? Well, he's absolutely one of the more terrifying members of his crew. Yeah. In fact, I didn't have a whole lot to do with him when I was first hired. But once I arrived at Omu and he showed up shortly later, he was one of the few groups that I know of to make it all the way through the jungle without any of his guards dying. But... If they're not with him now, either they're performing some other task or they died in the effort to get him the cubes. Can I ask you, on a scale of one to ten, how likely is he just to betray us when we have the other cube? He strikes me as an incredibly cunning man. Mm -hmm. I don't think that he would waste your lives if he thinks he could use you. Okay. I mean, that's fair. But that being said, if all you are is a a a meat shield, (laughs) then... You're more obedient as a zombie. You're a wizard. You have skills that aren't available to you once you're undead. That's true. So maybe he needs something out of you like that. Okay, great. At least we know he won't automatically kill us, probably. He will not hesitate to either. Oh, yeah, for sure. We need a plan. So someone come up with a plan. (laughs) You guys are camped down. You started a fire. Yeah. The night starts to encroach outside of the shrine. And you hear the night sounds of animals and creatures milling about in the dark of the city. And now you guys are huddled around the fire trying to come up with a plan. What's your plan? What are you going to be doing tomorrow? Are you going to go straight for Nang Nang Shrine or are you going to try and do something else behind Kozef's back? Hmm. You know that there are a number of features within the city that you guys haven't visited yet, even outside of shrines. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the amphitheater up in the northwest corner of the city that you were curious about. The obelisk that was mentioned in the Adventures Camp, you think from above, you saw some marketplace, definitely the Royal Palace, and then the pit with lava, more of the flooded area of the city. So there's things that you could potentially explore, or you could make it all about business, all about getting through. Maybe we should go to the obelisk first, before Kosef presumably will be there. 
just to examine it and see, you know, where we're going to meet him and see if we can execute some kind of plan there. Mm-hmm. What is the obelisk in this case? You remember the note in the adventures camp or the, the company of the yellow banner described the obelisk being on the north side of the ah, city. Yes. Okay. The amphitheater. Yeah, that's right. Where is the temple of Dengne? It is north of the royal palace. All right. Obelisk then. Okay. You wanted to check out that amphitheater anyway. So yeah, I did. let's go look at the obelisk and then the amphitheater and then we can make our way back. Sounds good. It's morning time. You guys have been talking about it all night. What is the first thing you want to do in the morning? We're going to go check out the obelisk, which is the meeting place that we arranged with Kosef. So we can get lay of the land, survey it, maybe begin the workings of some kind of devious plan. You guys travel north through the city, girding around some of the flooded sections of the city around buildings that have collapsed and jungle ground that has overgrown. And you arrive at the north end of the city. The cliffs here rise up about 150 feet. You can see just barely in the distance, set along the rim of the sunken canyon, are a series of gargoyles all the way around as you look up. And just kind of nestled amongst the leaves and greenery up there, forebodingly looking down, keeping guard over the lost city. Here, at the base of the cliffs, there's a 15-foot-tall obelisk of cracked stone. Draped with vines and black moss, it has this inner glow that you recognize a dark feeling within it from some dream or nightmare that you might have had in days past. Behind it, you see there's a dark passageway obscured by withered creepers and a second, smaller tunnel burrows into the base of the cliff to the east. You come up to the obelisk and you clear off a little bit of the vines and moss on it and you find an inscription actually carved into it in common. Nothing we've come across up until now has been in common. It's all been in That Omu. is correct. This is the first thing that you've seen in Omu written in common. Other than graffiti. Yeah. It says, Fear the night when the forsaken one seizes death's mantle and the seas dry up and the dead rise and I, Asarak, the eternal, reap the world of the living. Those who dare enter take heed. The enemies oppose. One stands between them. In darkness it hides. Don the mask or be seen. Speak no truth to the doomed child. The keys turn on the inside only. Other than being smaller, do the two tunnels look any different? Does one look in any way recent? Or is one man-made, one natural? The main tunnel just ahead of you is about 10 feet wide. It's a little bit more cleanly carved. The one to the right is very narrow. Probably one person at a time could just fit in there, shoulder to shoulder. You can tell that that one goes maybe 35 feet, where the other one only goes 15 feet to a door. Hmm. The big one goes to the door. If you're just looking without entering. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. You could cast alarm on that, <laughs> on the small tunnel. Okay. <laughs> I want to use the spell. <laughs> yeah, go for it, man. Could have used it last night when we were <laughs> sleeping in the shrine. No. Okay. <laughs> Now's the time. Do you want to cast your primeval awareness or whatever? The one that let you like track one? dragons and demons and stuff? Oh yeah, what about it? You want to use that one? Is it is it like a spell that you actually have to cast or is it just a thing you do? No, this is an actual spell called alarm that I cast. I don't care about alarm. <laughs> I don't give a flying fuck about it. I want to know if there's any goddamn demons around yeah, here. Yeah, he's talking about the tracking one. Okay, if I cast alarm... <laughs> I'll stand guard. You don't have to cast an alarm. <laughs> I use a uh, spell slot to do it. So to cast I mean, alarm on the small tunnel? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Cranston. I'm doing it. 
No, I mean, I don't. Uh, it might not even give us any important information, but I was just kind of curious. Be interesting uh, to know. I can sense aberrations, celestials, dragons, elementals, fey, fiend, or undead present within one mile. I mean, fiends would probably be the demons, or getting a better number on the undead wouldn't be yeah. terrible either. Yeah. What do you prefer? And do we want to do it now or wait till closer to the day? I mean, we're going to have a couple of days, so you'll be able to get that spell slot yeah. back. All right. I'll cast it for, let's say, undead this time. Sure. You want to detect undead? Yeah. Okay, so, and within a mile. Are we, is this technically in the jungle? Yeah, it's like jungle slash city. Okay. Let's meet in the middle then, <laughs> and uh, I can see any up to three miles away then. What is that? What? How does that change that? It says if you have favorite terrain, you can see uh, oh. six miles away. Okay, but I said meet sure. in the middle. So, so. so, and you're detecting undead. Yeah. Um, you detect, I gotta be honest, you detect a schwack ton of undead. <laughs> what is that a number? <laughs> Does that give you any kind of direction? Like, it's like radar. He's, yeah. His radar is pinging and it is pinging, I would say, in all directions. And you're remembering that you are in this jungle where oh, yeah. an undead army has just been left to do whatever the hell it wanted. You know that they're definitely undead within the city. You know that they're definitely undead in the jungle up above you. You don't detect anything that's like bigger and badder than your average kind of ghoul. Cool. So that was useless. Uh, let's go. But you, like they're around. <laughs> I've been kind of giving you the benefit of the doubt that you're kind of being careful about that as you go through. Yeah, I guess that there's a w- way to narrow that. Well, I guess. What type you mean? Like, no, more like just, is there a ton down this tunnel? Are they in the city? Like Not detecting much through into the tunnel. Yeah. If anything, it's actually above in the jungle up ahead yeah. of, on the cliff. It's almost like there's like a vacuum hmm. once you hit the door. Like you can't feel past it. No one's been in here mm. in a long time. Or it's just the fact that this is where everything is radiating from. Or sealed by magic. Yeah, he made it sound more like it's a black box that you can't exactly. see into. Yeah. That's okay. Fine. I'm going to cover up the little hole with brush and stuff. Okay, you guys don't want to like go look down or anything. Like you can see for sure, Cranston, that there's an end to it on the other end. If you oh, want, if you want to go in there, sure, I'll explore a little farther in. You go into that small tunnel, and you see that there are alcoves running the length of the tunnel. Each one features a bestial statue standing or squatting above a basin of oil. You see that the first two that you come across, kind of standing in opposition to each other across the hallway. One on your left is a Jaculi. The one on the right is a Sioux monster. Right. So these are the enemies opposing from the inscription. That's right. The next set is an Almirage and a Zorbo. After that is an Ible and a Frogemoth. After that is a Grung and a Commandant. And does that all line up with the kind of opposition from the story that we... Yes. Yeah. Make an intelligence check. 22. There's one missing. The legend spoke of nine trickster gods, but here you only see eight. Which one's missing? As you get closer to the alcoves, the oil basins in front of Papazotl, Wongo, and Kubazan mm. ignite. Those are the cubes that we have. Oh. Got it. You do? No. So the one stands between them. That must be the ninth. It have to be. <laughs> the ninth is <sighs> <was> our hearts. <laughs> I am the fifth element. (laughs) And yeah, which of the nine gods are not represented here? Unk the flail snail. Who is Unk the flail snail? Who is he? He's the one where you need to don that fucking mask so he doesn't see you. Or does he have the mask and we can't see him? He's a snail. He's underground. Start digging. So if the only temple that's left is the temple of Nang Nang, 
then Kozath, presumably, if he was being a hundred percent honest, for the snake. yeah, right. In theory, yes. I like your idea of if we can cover up this other tunnel. Yeah. Although, I mean, he may have already been here, but it's worth a try. That'll help indicate that because then he'll want to move it out of the way and stuff. Yeah, sure. Douglas starts covering it up. So you're cutting down like branches and stuff. Yeah, and I don't know if you could even (laughs) use those mystical pigments or whatever to make it look Mm -hmm. like it's a wall. Mm -hmm. I don't know how long this lasts, but... What they do is if you cast an illusion, it makes the illusion look more real. Oh, okay. So we have to be able to cast an illusion. There's no point hiding it, like... We're just going to have to come through here with him anyway, are we not? Maybe, but it would just give us an advantage, right? That we might be able to exploit later. If he, you know, we can get him to, we can go up to the door and say, oh, you got to put the cubes here and, I don't know, and then beat him, him to death. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you guys want to look in Genius. at the big door? Yeah, I'll take yeah, a piece. Yeah, for sure. You go in through the larger tunnel. After about 20 feet, the tunnel ends at a slab of work stone, whose edges are marked by relief carvings of grinning skulls. Four lines are engraved at the center of the slab, crossing one another to form a star, with both ends of each line marking the location of a cube-shaped cavity cut into the door. Eight cavities in all. Oh, what the fuck? So it is kind of like that, but there's only there's no spot for the ninth cube then. So maybe... So, I mean, I feel like one of these is a, a trap or a decoy or... Whatever, yeah, or right? maybe they reveal, reveal the cube when you put all the other cubes in there. Oh, you mean you put the eight cubes in here to get the ninth cube in right. the, or something? Yeah. Maybe. Uh, or says I, he already has five, though. Yeah, we don't know he's 100% yeah. telling us the truth. The fact yeah. that those braziers reacted to us having the cubes, mm-hmm. that makes me feel like that's what's supposed to happen. <laughs> like that that's the area where the cubes are supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and that maybe this is a, a red herring or... So maybe we give him all the cubes and have him like explode himself? When he opens the door, maybe or tries to open the door. Can we? I don't know. We don't have trap finding. No. Or don't check you? magic. Hmm. Don't you? Uh, no. <laughs> don't you? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Do we got a potion, a wand of some sort? Oh yes, yes. Thank you. Yeah, You're we welcome. have our wand of detects <laughs> traps and doors. And the wand doors. we haven't blown up yet. <laughs> Where about are you going to use it? Uh, on the, the the door, the main door, the big door. Door. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> it's okay. You use the wand of secrets. You cast it in that shorter, wider entrance, and you find that it points directly at the door, and then wobbles up, points to the ceiling, wobbles forward, points to the door, and it's kind of going rip, blip, blip as it points at these two features of the cave entrance. Douglas gazes up. Make a perception check. 18 for Lee. Nine for Douglas. Liani, you see there is a, a cut or a recess in the ceiling. Looks like there is a basically a big block in the ceiling that, if triggered, would drop. Mm-hmm. We might have the beginnings looks, of a plan here. It looks, A, big enough to crush you, and B, big enough to block you in if you were on the other side of it. That could be a problem, then. Because if we have all the cubes and he gets crushed under there, can we not get to the cubes again? It looks like it would collapse the tunnel. Okay. So doing it would take the cubes away from us as well. What? Presumably the cu- the cubes would survive. Uh, we may have to dig it out or something afterwards, but these kind of things have a way of resetting themselves. <laughs> like, it's not like you spring that trap and then, oh, no one can go to the Soulmonger anymore. Who is the first person to go and look at the actual cube cutouts? I guess that was probably me, wasn't it? Okay, yeah. can you give me a perception check over there? Yep. Ten. Yeah, you don't notice anything new. Town? Just... 
She sniffing around, seeing anything? Or nope. smelling anything? What kind of beastmaster are you? <laughs> <laughs> like, town doesn't really do, like, investigation stuff. She's an animal. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, she can smell weird stuff, and I don't know. Animals do things all the time. All right, let's find out what town's smelling right now. Uh, let me just pull up her sheet and figure out what kind of smell factor she has. <laughs> smell factor. She smells her own butt. If I spend a bit of time here... Which I think we're doing anyway. Can we do just an investigation to look for anything else? What's everybody's passive perceptions? 16. Well, Town got an 18 perception as well. Town is like sniffing at the door around the like cube areas and around those skulls. And Cranston, you notice that the skull carvings, there are like these little holes in the mouths of the skulls. Okay. Does it look like oh, they shoot darts? Shoot. Yeah. Classic. It looks a little bit bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Spears, then? Bullets. <laughs> not spears. Not. No, uh, like it's a vent or something. Uh, so they're going to shoot gas out or whatever. Oh, yeah. See? Town can smell that. <laughs> Hort grabs some of the remaining rope that he has. Yeah. And using his, his battle axe, just like cuts it into some little pieces and just plugs the little vents. Do we want to do that? Well, just in case. But we might be using this trap against Kosa. We're trying to, anyway. We don't want to accidentally, like, trigger it on ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. Seems like that's not going to happen unless we try to put the cubes in the thing. Seems like. Okay. Anyway. He, uh... Pulls them back. <laughs> he pulls back out most of them. There's six holes, so... So he pulls out five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever makes you happy. Yes. <laughs> this will work. He leaves one of them still plugged just because he forgot. I mean, I guess to be fair... He was pretty sure he got all six, yeah. but he didn't really notice. I guess the gases are probably not what's going to kill Kosev if he's yeah, actually undead. Uh, let's put him back in. Okay. Horik <laughs> <laughs> puts, puts five of them back in, and then he f- feels like he only put five back in, but he doesn't have any rope <laughs> left left that he had cut up, so he doesn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> so we're good, I guess. <laughs> Okay, interesting. I guess I'll roll a d6 and see how many are plugged later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, this is something we should think about, whether we want to try to use this against Kosef or not. I think we have set the table for it mm-hmm. if we hide that other tunnel. And, and you guys have thrown branches and stuff in front of us, so yep. it's hidden. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Lee. Yeah, I cast alarm on it. I haven't actually expected the obelisk, really, except for reading that thing off of it. Okay. Oftentimes, statues, you can push them and they move, and there's something hidden underneath them. or And then uh, sound happens. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, see if there's you know any signs of someone that's been tampering with it recently. Um, or You don't see any signs of tampering. Mm-hmm. It's pretty big and heavy, about 15 feet tall, solid right. stone. Okay. I think I'm satisfied with our reconnaissance then. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think amphitheater was next on our list. Yes. What's at the amphitheater? It just looks cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, we don't know. Got your sweet show? Maybe. I heard there was a Kobold concert. <laughs> Dude, you gotta check out the sweet Kobold concert. So you guys make your way further west through the city, skirting along the north edge of the cliffs to avoid having to zigzag through the buildings and better able to easily keep an eye out for any wandering undead or other creatures out here. This ruined, huge amphitheater looms up over the surrounding buildings ahead of you, very much Coliseum-like, but a half circle. The steps on it go up a good 50 to 75 feet tall at its highest elevation. Vines cling to the steps. You see that there's animal statues lining all the stands. There's a bunch of muddy ground outside of the amphitheater. 
that's stripped clean of vegetation. As you come up and get within the arms of the amphitheater, an eerie silence hangs over the area. No birds cry, no insects chirp. Nothing here stirs. You are just approaching it from the distance. You can see that amongst the grandstands, there are a bunch of alcoves that maybe look like they might go off into hallways underneath the grandstands, as well as a larger main door right in the center of the amphitheater leading into the core. And lots of vines and plants growing all over the place. And as you get closer, you can't fail to notice some giant clawed footprints in the mud. From toe to heel, each of these footprints span over five feet. Holy shit. (laughs) Closer to the rune, you find these long slender feathers in scarlet, orange, and green hues, kind of like these like really huge macaw feathers. As you get even closer, these unmistakable huge heaps of dung, probably large enough to bury a dwarf in. Do we remember what the coloring of the T-Rex that we saw <laughs> looked like? Uh, that one was very scaly and grayish and brownish and not feathered. Right. If that's what you're wondering about. I am We've seen raptors that. too, though. You have seen raptors. In not there. that big. Though. No. no. <laughs> the biggest raptor that you saw was like large dog sized. We did hear something big stomping around when we were making camp the other day. Perhaps something else we could lead Kozef to. Something else we could get swallowed by. There's many options we have here. <laughs> well, I mean, this thing is so big, if it was anywhere nearby, we would see it, I feel. Unless it's feeling, sleeping right? inside the amphitheater. I don't know if it would fit in there. Or at least how, be able to get into. How tall is that archway? The archway is about 15 feet high. Oh, it's not that big. It's a small amphitheater. Well, it's just the entrance, like the door. Quick, Horik, touch the poop. How warm is it? <laughs> Uh, it's not radiating heat. <laughs> <laughs> at the very least. Too late. Horrocks like elbow. <laughs> Guys, there's treasure cold. in here. That's why they call him the Poopsmith. Oh, right. That's why we call him that. <laughs> okay. I mean, do we want to investigate this further? <laughs> no. <laughs> this seems scary. Also smells bad. <laughs> Does Lee know anything about giant birds or some sort of dinosaur that the size. What would you like to know? I would like to know what kind of bird monster this is. Nature check. 20. From your knowledge, these feathers could be from a couple of different things. The claw prints in the ground, for sure, appear to be dinosaur-ish. You've seen the Dinonychus tracks. You've seen the Tyrannosaurus tracks. Fairly similar. As for the feathers, you haven't seen anything that large that's that feathered, at least here in the jungle. You've heard of myths about the great rock, which is a gargantuan bird that eats whales. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do I see any whale bones around here? <laughs> you don't see whale bones. <laughs> it's a whale graveyard. <laughs> yeah, the amphitheater is made of the bones. I feel like if it had a nest somewhere nearby, we'd have to be able to see it. Like, it'd be so big. I just, uh, kind of behind the amphitheater, there's the cliff and the jungle. Yeah. Can, yeah. Do I see signs that maybe it nests up in the jungle or something? Make a perception check. 23? You don't see any indications of a nest or any avian creatures up there, but you do see, just as they are attempting to sneak out through the vines and ambush you, a pack of Denonicus about to run full tilt at you from the stands. Roll initiative. Nine for Cranston. Lee got a 20. Douglas got a six. Hork got a 13. Quickest to react, Leonian town. Five Denonicus coming down at you from the stands. Oh, shit. Lee quickly whips out her longbow, yep. which is an arrow. She's going to use one of the poisoned ones. Sure. 
And she'll fire it at the one closest to her on the, on the left side. Sure. 24 to hit. That definitely hits. Eight damage and five poison. Okay. And then I'll fire a second shot. The same one. 24. Yeah, that hits. 14 damage. Two arrows right to the neck, and it just collapses over the barrier, falling dead into the middle of the amphitheater. All right. Town, flank to the left. The Denonicus are going to go next, seeing some of the smaller, weaker prey attempting to flee, running off to the left. (laughs) (laughs) The Denonicus is attracted to the sight of the moving creature, and it bolts straight for town. I regret that. That is enough movement distance that it can do its pounce. This is a 22 to hit. Yep. A claw strikes town. Now must succeed on a strength saving throw or be knocked prone as the Deinonychus jumps onto town's back. Okay. 12. 12 is just enough to succeed. Oh, what? So town's still up. You will take four slashing damage from the claw. Okay. Next, Deinonychus is going to go for Liani, being the closest target, leaping off the grandstand at you. It's going to pounce. Does a 16 hit you? No. Just lands on the ground beside you, attempting to claw at you with its big hooked toe. Douglas, both of those Denonicus are coming in at you. Okay. First one will just do a regular claw attack. Oh, just a regular one. 15 to hit. Oh, yeah. Five slashing damage from that one. The other Denonicus, seeing that you're distracted by its buddy, is going to get its pounds off. 16 to hit. Yeah. Make a strength saving throw. Nine. You are prone, which means he gets a free bite as a bonus action with advantage because you're on the ground. Okay. And I crit. Oh, my God. So, this is going to be 3d8 plus 4. Max on two of those. Holy smokes. 21 damage. Oh my god. You guys watch in horror as the second Anonychus leaps onto Douglas, knocks it to the ground, digs a big claw-like thumb into his gut, and bites at the shoulder of the wizard. Next up is Horik Jones. Horik Jones! Douglas is on the ground prone beside you. Two Denonicus about to just rip and tear. Horik is going to dive in front of Douglas. Well, he'll jog over. <laughs> yeah, you got to pace yourself. Trot over. So Horik's going to just jog over and... It's like four steps. You don't even have to jog. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, he wants to convey a sense of urgency. <laughs> he throws on his tracksuit because yeah, his, conveys urgency because his like new friend Douglas is prone on the ground, getting torn up by Denonikai. He's like, no, my haste dispenser. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, my chance to run fast. (laughs) He's upset that these dinosaurs are teaming up on Douglas because that's not a fair fight. Oh, poor Dougie. Poor Dougie. So he grabs his battle axe and he takes a swing at the nearest one. Yep. Natural 20. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, shit. 19 damage. 19 damage. Pretty good. And Hork, I think you still have a bonus action. He's got a second attack, and he's got a bonus action after that. So okay. he's also going to attack with his mace. Yep. 22 to hit. That hits. 10 bludgeoning damage. You down it. Chop its head off while it's like gnawing at my innards. <laughs> Those are my innards. It's down. Hork's going to take another step forward in front of Douglas and then use his bonus action to attack this other Denonicus again with the battle axe this time. 27 to hit. Absolutely. 10 slashing damage. You slash across its flank. It squeals in pain and turns its focus to you. And he's also going to do his lunging attack while he's at it. Okay. An additional four damage. Okay. Cranston. You guys seem to have this pretty much under control. <laughs> I'm just going to step back one and uh, shoot a crossbow. So the Denonicus that's fighting Lee? Yeah. Okay. 13 to hit. That hits. 
five damage. And Lee, you can also have a Bardic Inspiration die. Dope. Douglas, prone on the ground right beside a Denonicus. Yeah, Douglas is clutching his side but getting up. Okay. Because he did not like what happened when he was laying down. Ow. <laughs> Ow, you guys. Okay. My guts. And shoulder. <laughs> so standing up just costs half of your movement speed. That's fine. I am now going to cast... Haste, 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 haste. <laughs> Give us our haste pills. <laughs> You're addicted, and I've never even cast <laughs> on you once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm used to seeing Horik do, like, way more stuff. Yeah, for sure. Patting Horik on the back for helping me out. It's a magical haste that happens upon you. Hey. Okay, back up to the top of the round. We're at Liani. Woo-wee. So Town currently getting attacked by a Denonicus. Liani getting attacked by a Denonicus. You're about 15 feet away from each other. Is this the last time you see your <laughs> trusted animal companion? No, we good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's whatever. <laughs> Lee has to focus on her own, however. Yeah. So she's going to drop her longbow and take out her short swords. Yeah. 26 to hit. That hits. I'm going to use the Bardic Inspiration on this one. For the damage? Yeah. Okay. 14 damage on that one. So I can still do another attack on this one with Lee, and then I'll have Town do his attack. Yeah. Or her attack. His and or her attack. Yeah. There. 27 to hit. Yes. Eight damage on that attack. You fell another Denonicus. All right, Town, it's your turn to shine. Seems like you guys have had some practice fighting Velociraptor family creatures. <laughs> I've had practice running away from them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's your favorite tactic. Yeah, I got Horik pretty good has at had it. practice fighting them. Hork and then should, they're all yeah. kind of like, I guess then. <laughs> and yet Hork's the one who can run twice the speed. Now. Who's the real give me, runner? Give me Town's action. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. He's ripping up more pieces of paper. No, I'm not. <laughs> Don't look over here. <laughs> well, we're not allowed to look at you now? No. <laughs> Don't look at me. Hey, no attention to have the man behind the curtain. <laughs> behind, behind the DM screen. <laughs> just, because that, just because of that, I'm making this piece of paper even bigger. <laughs> <laughs> 21 to hit on the bite. 21 definitely hits. Ooh, 10 damage. 10 to the Denonicus. Where's our friend? Where is your friend? Orbex. He is here. He's going to shoot his hand crossbow. Who's he going to help? He's going to help Douglas, the intellectual that's been by his side ever since he found him <laughs> under a rock. Or Town, the lovable cougar. Lovable cat. Oh, he's saving the cat. <laughs> <laughs> he hits. <laughs> he just is an animal lover, I understand. Oh, max damage. Don't worry, town. I'll help you. <laughs> You're the only one who's been nice to me. <laughs> She's the indiscriminate, like a loving animal family companion. Hang on, Puckums. <laughs> Puckums. So first, Anonicus is going to attempt to claw Horik because it just took a beat down from you. Does a pool 21. Oh, no, wait, that's the wrong... <laughs> My math is so bad. Does a 21 hit you? My Gee, I don't so fucking bad. know. Sorry, 15. Not anymore. 15 doesn't hit you, okay. Booyakasha. Not with haste. That's a miss. And then for town, 18 to hit. Town will take six piercing damage, 19, seven damage. And then second claw, 14 to hit. Yes. Nine damage. And then Horik got two more attacks at you. 16. That is my ace. That hits. The last one will miss. You're going to take seven points of damage. Your turn, Horik. Horik's upset. He didn't expect to get hurt this fight because these guys are pretty small. Size isn't everything. 
but sometimes it matters a lot. Sometimes it matters <laughs> sometimes a lot. Sometimes it's a giant bird monster, <laughs> and sometimes it's just a bunch of dinosaurs. Right. We're doing the battle axe. 17 to hit? Yes. Bob the battle axe does nine damage. Yep. And then he's going to attack with the mace. Yep. 24 to hit. That hits. Seven damage. The boar mace brings down the Denarius. Bob and boar. Bob and boar. And Douglas. Well, well, yeah, Douglas is there. Douglas is there, too. Didn't just cast haste? Yeah, didn't he just make sure you didn't take any damage your first hit? (laughs) Thanks, Douglas. (laughs) Uh, Anything left, Horik? Yeah, Horik is going to run over here to town like a fucking action movie star. He's going to use all, all his haste. Actually, not even all of it. Yeah. And and he's going to jump on his way over there and do a big overhead move with Bob the Battle Axe. 22 to hit. Okay. Seven damage. Seven damage. And then he just really lunges into that damage and does an extra six damage while he's at it. The final Denonicus drops to the ground. Oh my god. I start healing myself immediately. <laughs> it's Help. too bad that you don't have time, though. As Horik downs the last Denonicus, you hear the trademarked Tyrannosaurus Rex roar. <laughs> From the opening of the gate, suddenly a flurry of feathers bursts out, swirls around the amphitheater, and then coalesces. Out of that cloud of feathers comes a huge feathered Tyrannosaurus Rex. This is the King of Feathers, and we'll see you in two weeks. The music in this episode was produced by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Maybe. Maybe someone should read the rules someday. Nah, fuck it.